Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Rap in Order. I'm First Class Reg. I'm Toria B. So today we're going to get into Sylvia Demo. Sylvia Demo is the debut project from Isaiah Rashad, um, which came out in 2014. Um, TDE's Isaiah Rashad, I should mention that. Um, do you remember how you felt when this album came out or when you first heard about Isaiah Rashad? What did you, what did you think, T? Um, so when the first time I saw Isaiah Rashad was at South by Southwest and it was at the complex showcase. And <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. And uh I was really uh curious to see what was what he was about because that was like the first year that Kendrick was like out of here. Mm-hmm. So um I saw every T D E member, I saw every T D E member uh perform except for Kendrick because Kendrick performed on a door or like a Dorito sponsored like stage. And you had to be like somebody like important to see him. So I was just really, really uh, like curious. And I saw him perform live and he actually performed, damn, I forgot the name of the song, but he performed two songs off of um, Sylvia, Sylvia demo. Um, and I was really, really um, pleased with the project. I mean, with the, with the songs, but uh, when Sylvia's demo came out, I remember you were really excited and you told me um, to check it out. And like, I listened to it and I kind of just wasn't, I just couldn't buy into it. And I think, and I, and this is what I think. Isaiah Rashad is really good at rapping, but his, his tone, uh, his tone just doesn't, doesn't pull me in. Okay. Um, he doesn't do it for me. I could see that. I think what I like and what drew me to Isaiah Rashad was his uh was his melody. Like he's really good at melody and catchy hooks. So um so I wanted to see what was up with him. And then at that time, really, anybody that signed the TDE at that time, it was like to me back then it was like signing the aftermath. Like you automatically had my attention. Like if you signed the aftermath back then, you had my attention because I felt like you was of a caliber, right? Um, so you made a face. What was that? Nah. <laughs> what do you mean, nah? I, I you, felt you, you bought you bought Nocturnal's album. He had my attention because he signed to that, but that don't mean he, you know, he didn't execute. But he had my attention. Nah, like, man. I, I like that song, but I, I wasn't I wasn't sold. There's labels and crews that are prestigious to me, so I feel like when when you sign a certain one. <laughs> I'll run to it. Like, all right, let me check this this out. Wow, TDE picked this guy up. He must be good. And it was the same way with SZA. Like, I when I heard SZA's first sign, I was like, oh shit, let me check her out. Like, let me, you know, and Schoolboy Q, all of these guys. So, um, I felt the same way with Isaiah Rashad, and he was from a, um, a city that I wasn't even familiar with. He's from Chattanooga. Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yeah, Chattanooga, Tennessee, which is like really small population. I read about it and I was like, all right, well, let me check this guy out. And Sylvia Demo came out and I was like, this is good. He has some really high moments on that. But um, in this episode, we're going to talk to people that obviously feel one way about it as far as like it not being so good. And then others that really praise this shit that think it's perfect. I don't want to know names. I don't want to name names of who thinks it's perfect before. All we right. Get- so I, I think uh, the funny thing is, is from what I've gathered, a lot of people like the project. People just have different feelings about what the project is. Like some people feel it's a classic. Some people feel 
that is not a classic, but it is flawless, which I don't understand. That's that's what the issue is for me. Um, oh, flawless but, and classic. Yeah. So to oh, the listeners, mm-hmm. whenever I think of a, a classic album, I would assume that you would consider it flawless, perfect, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But uh, some of you know um, our uh, defendant that's being taken to court in this episode thinks that an album can be perfect and not be a classic. Well, so you don't I'm hoping this. You don't ever eat a pancake that's too perfect, and you don't want you want like a lump in it. I'm sorry. I don't think I don't think that's a good example of what you just gave, right? Um, let me let me rock. So you don't ever eat a pancake, or like you know, you don't ever appreciate the lumpy pancake sometimes, like that they good, they good, but you just like, you know, I, I don't like I, I see, see. I feel like you saying that means that you know that there's some imperfections, but you but you like the imperfections. I don't think that's what Julius is saying. Oh, so you already let a name slip. Well, Julius feels that Sorry. this album. <laughs> Julius feels that this album is wait. He feels that it's flawless, but not a classic, or the other way around. Yeah, he feels like it's a flawless, perfect wrapped album, but it's not classic. Okay. All right. Well, um, I can't wait to, to <laughs> hear how Julius breaks this down because Julius is a is a he's a master at talking in circles. So. If y'all can make if y'all can make any sense of what Julius is about to say, let us know how y'all feel. Um, and then we're also going to be joined by who? By Reek, the OG black man. That's one of my favorite guys. Um, and and Reek, and if you know Reek from the Good Brother Experience, um, yes, he he has a way with words that you know he fit, he's super passionate about everything that he talks about. So. Just hearing how he's about to get into this album, I'm already excited about. So um, without further ado, this is Case 138, Sylvia Demo. another episode of Rapping Order. I am your judge, First Class Reg, and I am joined by some very special people today. I have my plaintiff here, who is Reek. I have my witness here, who is Aviles. Yo. The defendant, Funny Julius. Another witness here by the name of Eli P. And today we'll be Yang. discussing Today we'll be discussing Sylvia Demo, which is the debut tape from Isaiah Rashad. It came out in 2014 under TDE. Uh, guest appearances included SZA, uh, Jean Doe, Michael Da Vinci, J-Rock, Schoolboy. Uh, yes. So I want to hear how you guys feel about this project. But I want to start with... Actually, I want to start with Reek. Can you defend this project against the... The, the classic title, or do you you align with it being a classic, correct? It's 100% a classic. Okay. Now, now, how can you, what are your defending, what are your opening statements for this album? Um, my opening statements goes as such. If you break that album, it is listening to it chronologically, 
and once again if you hear a static sound at the end of each song you can see how one song correlates with the other i believe that the mixing on this was beautiful i believe sonically it was in tune i believe it was thematic in the way that it was sequenced and it wasn't you can't really put a time stamp on what it was uh, what it sounded like rather you understand it's not an album that sounds good for the time because the song on this album came out seven years ago and the fact that it still sounds like it came out last week i believe is a testament to the fact being a classic okay and um thank you for that julius off the bat, let's just give it up to Isaiah Vashard for giving us such a perfect album. Um, this album was uh, sonically amazing, sequenced correctly. I am like literally every song is, uh, 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 in my opinion, perfect. Um, in others' opinion, amazing. Um, literally from start to finish, there is not a skip on this album at all. The way it's packaged uh, with the art cover on it it was really really great because uh you can see like these scratches on it where you know different titles i love that um uh and 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 it's his uh debut for uh the tde uh you know new signee at that time so he had a lot to bring and he definitely brought it not sure if this is a top five uh tde album um because we do have a lot of heavy hitters on that roster but this album definitely uh you know is 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 super super perfect a classic i believe not uh because uh you know there are some albums that are really perfect and really really great really really great um that just you know it ain't a classic but i can say major good things about this album for every single song i believe every single song is is beautiful it's good it's great um you know it, yeah, that's that. This is uh, Isaiah's best project. Okay, now you say something very interesting, and I don't know if you caught that, Reek, but Julius says that this project is perfect. He said it's flawless, top to bottom. However, he reneges, not renege, but he, he stands back on calling it a classic. Now, does that make sense to you? No. All right, now why doesn't that make sense to you? Because I don't understand how an album can be perfectly packaged. I don't understand how an album can be perfectly sequenced. I don't understand how there's no skips on the album. I don't understand how people listen to an album seven years later, but it doesn't get the classic stamp. What else was the encompassing definition of a classic if that doesn't meet the criteria? Well, um, the word classic in hip hop in the in the in the uh, hip hop uh you know community does tend to change over time so let's say you know a lot of people would don uh i want to say Nas's illmatic as a classic where others would say yeah it, it's a classic but i just don't like that one song on it thus equal equating that it's a classic with maybe one dud that's an opinion not mine that's an opinion Another could be that a project could be so, so, so good, but it just ha doesn't have that classic feel or that classic story or classic, you know, background to it. This here, I would say, is not a classic, a perfect album, not a classic, because um, 
not too many people would know do, do know about this album um not too many people um not too many people outside of his fan base champion this album a cult classic album possibly i i i don't know if we can say that i i i would agree a cult classic but um a a a a a, a classic overall no, it doesn't have a story to it. It doesn't have anything. It, it doesn't have like a, a classic feel. And that's okay because it is a perfect album. Okay. And, uh, and I already feel like Julius is talking in circles. So, Reek, do you have something else to add to that before? I want to I wanna hear from our guest witnesses as well before we really get into the album. But do you have anything else to say to what he just said? I do have something else to say. Um, saying that something is a cult classic because people outside of his fan base doesn't know about it takes away from classics that were given to us by, say, MF Doom. You understand? People that totally look on their fan base to galvanize money or galvanize attention so they can profit from their body of work. Just because you might not be the most popular person on TV doesn't take away from the fact that it's a classic body of work because if classic body works, are dependent on the amount of people that know about it and what's really a classic because things are subjective. Only two people that are mega stars are like J. Cole and Drake. So there's no other artists on the planet that have classic albums. None of that shit makes no sense. When you listen to everything from top to bottom, when you're listening to the lyricism, when you're listening to the storytelling, when you're listening to the pictures that he paints, when you're listening to the beats that he has, when you're listening to how everything runs from track one to track 14. When I mean, you listen to the fact that niggas are still listening to it in the first place seven years later, the fact that they have a whole episode about this shit, I can't think of no other album in 2014 that y'all would really have an episode about. So that itself shows that it's a classic. And I'll even go to that part, I believe he's the only other classic album on the, on the, on the, on the label. Okay, well, Julius, before you say anything, because Rick is in his bag right now. Let me hold on, son. I got the garlic butter and the pan and all that. Let me keep cooking. No, no, no. Before you continue to sear, I just want you to know that your volume isn't all the way up. So I can't really fully hear you. I don't know if you sit in your mouth on something. Okay. Can I keep the garlic butter in the pan? Do it. All right, so as I was saying, not only is this shit a classic, but he's the only other person on the label that actually has a classic. When you listen to Ab Soul's albums, when you listen to J-Rock's albums, when you listen to Schoolboy's albums, when you listen to Scissor's albums, you know what I'm saying? Uh, matter of fact, I'm lying because I believe Sir has a classic as well. But overall, I believe outside of Kendrick, he has like the second best body of work on TDE, specifically. Okay, so you, so you mean, know what? Um, when is when is Women's History Month? That, that was last so I can't let you do that to SZA, my brother. I can't let you do that yeah. because Control is a classic, disputed. We actually reviewed Control on this here platform. My apologies. I don't, I don't want to deviate from the point, and the point is Isaiah Rashad, so my apologies. Let's stick on track. The point I'm making is this. Other people have classics on that label. My apologies for misspeaking. But this album is one of them. And it's like a top ranking one on the album. I mean, on the on the um on, on the, the okay. Your Honor. Okay, proceed. Your Honor. Um, <laughs> very blasphemous speakings from uh my the Brody. the other guy. Um, but um, 
I can attest to you that what a, a, a classic is more than just a, a a feeling. A classic has a story to it. So let's bring it back to the original classics where it's Illmatic, where not only- Hold on, Julius, hold on before you even continue, because you're already contradicting yourself. You said that this album didn't tell a story, but it was a classic nonetheless. No, 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 no. I said a classic is more than just a feeling. You said that too, but you also said this album didn't tell a story. But yeah, it was a yeah, classic, yeah. nonetheless. Is what no, 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 no. This album is perfect. Is this? this this album is perfect. I'm saying this. Uh, the the album has a, a great feeling, but it's more than just a great feeling. It has something behind it. It has a it has a a, a background to it. It the the album tells a story, but the 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 feeling of the album doesn't tell the story. It has a feeling, but the feeling of the album, the whole thing, is not telling a story. Where Illmatic is a classic because he was 16 when it it was uh, uh, done. El, um, Reasonable Doubt is a classic because it's essentially Jay Z's first uh, album. Enter the Wu Tang uh, is a classic. Okay, okay. It, you you are going it's, all it's, over. It's the first order first order. Let me let me speak. I want to hear from these witnesses. They've been making some crazy faces. I want to hear from uh, from Aviles first. Aviles, what's up? Um, Julius is definitely talking in circles because he definitely was saying at first that tells stories. And I, I don't know. It's 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 a lot of um, a lot of uh, talking around there that I don't understand in reference to talking how are you bringing up how it's a perfect album yet it's not a classic now i completely do not agree it's a classic but um i don't believe it's a perfect album either and it just the but when you're the argument you're making doesn't make any sense uh i agree with to a certain extent with what reek said also about you can't just uh throw something away the value something has because it by adding cult in front of it a classic's a classic, like it still has its fan base, uh, no matter how niche or not it is. You know, the term classic is still in there. Um, but uh, I still don't see this project as a classic. So, yeah. And um, and Eli, what what you say? I mean, I got a couple of grievances about this album. Um, uh, when, I, when we first got introduced to Isaiah Rashad, Isaiah Rashad, um, you know, he came along with the same announcement when SZA got on board. So at the same time that we heard about SZA, we heard about Isaiah Rashad. Now, SZA, I already knew from like the MySpace days. Um, Isaiah Rashad, I had no idea who this guy was. So, you know, for them to just like bring on board like a guy that I never heard of. And, you know, some and you, and you guys already know, like somebody like me, like I'm constantly digging for like who's the new artist, who, you know, who to look out for. So when we got Isaiah Rashad, I didn't really know how to gauge it. You know, I heard them when I first heard this project, you know, I thought it was good. But at the time, it felt like background music. Um, if I really had to choose between the two, uh, son, uh, the son's tirade is I feel like his an amazing album. I feel like that. I feel like it's a beautiful body of work. But um, uh, what's this? Uh, Sylvia, Sylvia's demo. Is that is that how you say it? Yeah. yeah. All right. So going back to this project, I can't. I'm I'm nowhere near remotely saying that this album is a classic, but um, 
and it's not flawless either. It is a very, very enjoyable album. Okay. It, it um it's definitely it and I'm and I'm and 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 I'm and I'm agreeing with 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 uh what with uh what Reek said earlier. You know, this album sounds like it came out yesterday, you know, and that's that's something that TDE is known for. They're known for, you know, their music just sounds it sounds good in it sounds good in the moment and it sounds even better with time. Like, you know, a lot of their music sounds like fine wine, like it just gets better with age. Um but uh but yeah those are my grievances i didn't know how to gauge um isaiah rasad when we first got introduced to him um sun's tirade is an amazing project um but going back to uh, uh sylvia's demo like this is this is just a really really enjoyable album okay so without further ado your, your honor objection your honor i just want to say to the jury to the jury that these witnesses agree with me that this album is not a classic. I want to make it clear that these witnesses have said that this album is not a classic. Thank, Thank you, Julius. Uh, objection, Your Honor. These witnesses aren't fully black. <laughs> <laughs> your, your Honor, he's right. I take okay. it right, Your Honor. I don't okay, know without, how, how much credence can we put into the argument when they're not fully black men, Your Honor. I, I think they they too have a say in in this album and this culture because they too were raised in this culture. So I think their opinions matter just as much as everyone else's in this courtroom. So we'll get into the opening statement in, into the opening track of this album, I should say. It's hereditary. Hereditary is produced by Ross Vega, and it's the opening of this album. How do we feel? I want to start with Reek. I feel that this is an, an opening out. I mean, this is an opening. I mean, it's just opening. Like, there's not too much, like, lyrical brilliance that was put into it. It pretty much just sets the tone for the rest of the album. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't really set to, like, wow, you are the... The production value wasn't over the top. You know I mean? The song structure wasn't over the top. It's only a minute and 27 seconds. It's right. only to get you, it's only to get the, the barbecue warmed up before you put the burgers on there. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Perfect, perfect analogy. Uh, and Julius? I agree. Um, actually, I want to say like this is a perfect intro for this album right here. The sound is what you're going to get throughout the uh, whole album. Um, the lyrics um, are, is what you're going to get throughout the whole album. And I would love to uh, you know, point out that, um, you know, we do know Isaiah Rashad to be a, uh, an addict uh, to the liquor. Uh, from, he suffers from alcoholism. So um, when he, you said what? I said, I said, let's get it because me too. Let's get it. Um, okay. Um, yeah. So he says, but daddy, tell me how to drink my pain away. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Like there's a lot of, um, you know, black men out there, um, that can relate to this also, you know, other men as well. Um, but yeah, this is great, great, great intro. Great intro. That's going to carry us into the next track, which is Webby Flow. You like it's produced by Mr. Carmack and how we feeling Julius. I heard that you selling all that pussy what it's going for. I heard that you selling all that pussy what it's going for. First hey. off, let's get into the just this is such a good track. This is just yeah. such a good bop. Um, like 
I heard that uh, baby I, that 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 first bar, not the first bar, but yeah, like baby, can you suck you on my dick? I know it's big enough. You know, like I don't have a big dick, but I have a medium. So it's like, <laughs> so it's like when you hear that, it's like, oh wow, your honor, I, I your honor, to that. I can relate Objection. to that. We didn't know all that. We didn't need to know all that. Objection. We didn't. We and I agree. We did not need to know. All okay, that. but we'll continue. continue. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, it's like, oh, wow. And then it's like, just the flow. His flow was so perfect on this track. Jesus, Lord. It's, it's the Webby flow. Webby, so often, Webby so often gets forgotten about. Yeah. Webby often gets forgotten about. So shout out to Webby. Yes. Um, and Enrique? So, one, this song is incredible. Secondarily, as someone who didn't forget about Webby, Webby does not rap like this. So... Isaiah Rashad not only gave us a flawless track, but he also bigged up someone who doesn't even rap this well. You know what I mean? And I feel like that furthermore cements the fact that this shit is a classic because he's bigging up local heroes of his that's not even like that great of a music maker. You know what I'm saying? When you listen to Webby's music, that nigga don't got no shit that knocks like that. I mean, he got some shit that's smooth. He got some shit that's local. He got some shit you okay, might... You, I, don't, I don't think... <laughs> are you speaking from a place of knowing Nigga, your honor. Are you speaking? Your honor, he don't got no shit that knock like that. You feel me, your honor? I will send it to you. I will send it to you wow. after after this call. Wow. Your honor, you see my fucking nostrils? I'm fucking flared up over here. Webby don't got no shit that knocks like that. <laughs> brother man. <laughs> and that's all I'm trying to tell you, your honor. This nigga, Isaiah Rashad, came out the gate after the introduction with the Webby flow you like. You understand? Everything about this song is spectacular. The beat is spectacular. The hook is spectacular. The way he opens the track of the spectacular, it's a 10 out of 10 for me. Okay. I think the way he got the Webby Flow name is from, if you notice, like his sentences aren't a complete sentence and it kind of cuts off the way Webby would do when he raps. Mm -hmm. If you if you notice that. But uh, yeah. I don't know. As any introduction, I think the way that he uh, enunciates, uh, enunciates his words and the flow that he decides to, the pattern of it. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we'll get into the next one, which is the title track on this EP. It's Sylvia Demo. It's produced by Joseph Stranger. Um, Julius, I'm gonna open up with you. Off bat, um uh, man, this flow, the flows that he just 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 puts out on different tracks, like different flows, it's really, really incredible. And this is like this is in this was my introduction to him. I'm like, yo, I'm riding for this dude. I'm gonna ride for this dude. Like the 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 just off the flow. Then now the lyrics, that's another step up. Amazing, cool, extremely great. The hook, of course. Now sometimes I'll be getting higher than a bitch. Uh sometimes I'll be getting higher than a bitch, smoking on my lows, put the fire to the spliff. Now what up? Like amazing if you you know do have problems you you go to your advice whether it's smoking or drinking or etc um you know this really really uh, resonated with me a, a whole lot so that's all i have to say okay thank you for that and enrique this man has a way very similar to um Pride Call quest five dog a a, a a great characteristic that Five Dog had in every song that he was featured on, every song that he rapped on, period, was he knew how to like start the song with something memorable. You know what I'm saying? Like he made his impression known. And I believe all throughout this album, 
um, he does so. You know, with each song, you know, Julius has the opening line memorized, and that's for a reason. I believe not only is the way that he starts his song phenomenal, but the way he carries your attention throughout the songs are something that really needs to be recognized. And it's no different from uh, Webby Flow. It's no different from R.I.P. Kevin Miller that's going to be next. I believe he does a, a brilliant job of just not only changing the flow up, but staying in that same pocket in regards to his sonics, but still maintaining your attention so it doesn't appear to be a repetitive. You know what I'm saying? So I believe this shit is dope. Okay. And um and Eli or or Danny, do you have anything to say for this one? Um well for, it's it's uh it's an easygoing, enjoyable track. Um, you know, just like inspiration on this album, this is you know uh, one of the couple of tracks where he gets into uh you know, speaking about his drug addiction, uh speaking about you know his uh his drinking habits, um the fear of rejection. Um, you know, gauging, gauging into the fact that like, you know, he'd much rather, you know, get into, you know, these vices than to deal with, um, you know, than to deal with rejection and kind of like run away from his problems. This is kind of like his, his little getaway because in the beginning of the song, he's just, you know, he's riding his whip. He's on his way to the liquor store and the lady at the liquor store is already familiar with what he wants and what he likes and what his, his usual order is. You know what I mean? So this is, you know, this is a song that kind of just lets us know that like, okay, well, this is not unfamiliar, unfamiliar ground for him. This is something that, you know, he's, I guess, comfortable with or just coming to terms with, you know what I mean? But nonetheless, like the beat, the production, the way that he flows on the track, it's a very easygoing track. It's, it's a, it's a good listen. Okay. And uh, we'll get into RIP Kevin Miller. It's produced by Black Metaphor. Julius, y'all left my bitches nah. and blunts. We were for weed and money. Now, right now, if I die today, fix my legacy and straight. I'm the best that never heard. I'm your oh my god, son. Just off the bat, off the fucking intro. God damn, yo, bro. How is this man making track after track after track sounding so damn good? Flows. Different flows. He's giving us the lyrics. Is hitting us. What the fuck with the production is amazing. Yes, yes, yes. This is what it sounds like when you want someone to be a believer in your music. This is what it sounds like when you put some shit out and you make it stick out perfectly. This is that track. The defense rest. Reek, how can you follow that up, sir? Well, it's really not too much to follow up because this guy Julius is bringing the points. He's highlighting the points that I will make for me. And this is the man that's saying that his album is not a classic. Meanwhile, he's going up with the most energy possible for every song. <laughs> but what I will say is this, though. Um, I remember when this song initially came out and the way it bumps and the way it gets you, like, hype and all that type of shit. I wish that a lot more trap music follow that same rubric that um R.P. Kevin Miller came out with because it's a new twist. It doesn't have like the Migos flow on it. You know what I'm saying? It sounds refreshing. It sounds uh it, it just sounds like it's his own pocket, but it's it's his 
it's his way of showing that he can be multifaceted with his music, whether it's like some deep introspective shit. And with this particular song, some turn up shit that if I have some drywall, I will break all that shit up in my house. <laughs> Danny, you had something? He sounds like everybody out at the time, except he's not as good as them. And he's, I hear more directly. Um, he just sounds like a put together missing pieces from TDE. Interesting. Um, Eli, do you have anything to add to that? Or do you? <laughs> Reek has I his nice shoes. I, 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 I think that was fucking great with what you said, Danny. Reek, why is your nose so close to the damn camera? <laughs> <laughs> fucking tell you. No, but, well, um, but, but yeah, just, I, I just to you. piggyback off of what Danny said, that, you know, he just blended in into the into the sound that was going on at that time um and i think and i think that's like a perfect assessment as as to what as to what um what was happening when th when this project dropped okay all right so looks like we're somewhat on the same page the only one that is kind of turning away at this point is danny with some with some uh different critiques from the rest of you guys but we'll get into ronnie drake ronnie drake features scissor it's produced by the antidote how we feeling? Julius, open us up. First off, let's get into the production of this. This was crazy. This yeah. was this 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 production really like I love the I love the 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 the, the scissor. I love Isaiah Vashard, but this production takes over. Um and this was like the start of me saying that Isaiah Vashard and SZA should just make like a little EP together because they were so fucking good on this song. Okay. And um Enrique. Uh the instrumentation that was put at the beginning of the song was excellent. The way the drum break goes into the song before you even hear Isaiah Rashad's verse was excellent. I believe just hearing SZA talk prior to the um the beat even dropping put it that at a genesis quad that the song needed and when you mix all that together on top of the fact that he was spitting his ass off on the song this song is spectacular you know I, I know that the witnesses that's um bearing witness to this trial saying that isaiah rashad sounds like his cohorts around the time but i would vehemently disagree with that because who else does he sound like you know, when you bring up Run of the Jewels, when you bring up Schoolboy, when you bring up um, all the one-hit wonders that was going on at the time, when you bring up Freddie Gibbs, he doesn't sound like none of them niggas. You know what I'm saying? Especially with this song in particular. I Like, this song is so special because I haven't heard a song that sounded like it before it, and I haven't heard a song that sounded like it since. So this song in particular is, is really where you got to see how diversified how the song is. I'm sorry, the album is in regards to, like, what he has to bring to the table as far as artistry is concerned. Okay. Your Honor, Your Honor, I have a question for the jury out there. I have a question for the jury out there. Um, one of the witnesses says that Isaiah Rashad sounds like several people. I have a question for the jury out there. Just the jury, right? Just the jury. Ask yourself, jury, does Bad Bunny sound like Ricky Martin? What? Yo, I don't know, but I tell you what it do sound like. I got hands. 
<laughs> okay, can you elaborate on that question, please? Nope, it's just for the jury. Jur- I mean, excuse me, just for the uh, the yeah, the jury out there. But it needs to make sense to me too. No, 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 no. I need to. I need. The, it's, it's a question for the jury. Well, the witness says the the response is, "Do you want the Kodo or the Tito?" Listen, I just want to know. From the jury, ask yourself this question, jury. When you go in the deliberating room, does Bad Bunny sound like Ricky Martin? Not I'm in any way, the, shape, or form. No. The defense no. rest. Okay, thank you, Julius. That didn't that didn't prove anything. The next song is West Savannah. First line of the song. The next song is West Savannah, and it features SZA back to back, and it's produced by the Antidote back to back. How we feel about this one com- in comparison to the other one, in comparison to the one before it with SZA? Julius? Off bat, this is this is the better song um, because of the, again, the production. I know the antidote. I know um, the history of the antidote's uh, uh, discography. So they're known to uh, just, you know, be uh, incredible. But with this one right here, this one was like, Oh, this sounds nothing like I've ever heard before. This needed a video. That's number one. This needed like a huge uh, a music video to it. And this was the second song. And th- this was the song where, where I said, yo, we need like a little e- a five track, six track EP from Isaiah Rashad and SZA both together. Because fuck, this sounds like it needs to be in a movie. This is a movie soundtrack song. This is that good. Uh, the defense arrest. I just want to let the record show that the defense thought the name was Antidote when he first read it. That's a, that's a lie. That's a lie. Your honor. Your honor. I'm here. Thank you, I, please. The witness. Thank you. Okay. So, Reek. Um, you know, Julius took a point of mind that I believe this song is good enough to score a movie, so I don't want to be repetitive in that aspect. So with that, we'll carry into the next song, which is Soliloquy. Soliloquy is produced by Farhat. How are we feeling? I'm going to start with you, Reek, actually. This song was the very first song I heard from Isaiah Rashad because he came out with that black and white video. And um, the way the beat dropped, it got my it got my my blood pumping. It got the chest moving. It got the shoulder shaking. It got the head nodding. I was like, hold on, what the fuck is this? You know what I'm saying? And then when you get into the things he was saying, the way he was saying it, how the confidence that he exhibited on the song, um, it's definitely a song that you appreciate more if you're in your car or if you have a state of the art um, stereo system in your house or if you have some type of accessibility to a state of the art. Uh, stereo system, or just like a JBL speaker. You know what I'm saying? I believe Soliloquy was dope. It was very concise until the point it was only a minute and 46 seconds. And if I was to introduce someone to Isaiah Rashad, I would probably start off with this song in particular because it's under two minutes. You know, every, as everybody on the panel knows, uh, it's a microwave society. So if you want, to, you want to play something that doesn't go too long. You know what I'm saying? And I believe that it's a punch in the chest. It's a punch to the jaw. It's a punch to the sternum. And the 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 beat, just the beat in itself, before we even get to how he was getting crazy and switching the flow up uh, during his verses, I believe the beat tells the story of how dope this song really is. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Thank you for that. And if the witnesses have nothing, I'm going to go to the next song. Getting into his tranquility. 
which is Farhat. What's up? I want to start. I want to start with uh, with Reek. You know, um, and Julius both agreed on that. What Savannah is good enough to score movies. I believe mm-hmm. that Tranquility is another movie. I'm sorry, is another song that you can score movies with because it's just that dope. The way that they um did whatever he did to his voice, like the voice distortion in the beginning to really like walk you into the track prior to him rapping, I believe was an added touch. I believe that this was like a great way to show the dichotomy of who he could be as an artist, whether it's turn up music or just soft melodic and thinking music. I believe the juxtaposition between soliloquy and tranquility was pretty dope because with soliloquy, you have that turn up shit, the shit that gets your chest moving. And then you can drink some chamomile tea um, listening to Tranquility, you know what I'm saying? And this is what I'm trying to say about this album. Like, these two songs really just highlight what I've been saying about this album all along. The duality that this nigga shows throughout the album is flawless. I believe he goes into both aspects of both being a turn-up rapper or being a melodical rapper in regards to making you think. And this song in particular is some shit that will make you like, hold on, wait, 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 run that back? It's one of those run that back type of songs. It'll be like a minute and 30 seconds in. You're like, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Because it's, it's one of those songs that after soliloquy, you listen to it, you're like, okay, all right. Then you go wash some dishes and some shit. And now you're like, hold on, wait, wait, wait. I wasn't even paying attention to that. You run that back real quick. It's one of those songs. You know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, I'm done. Okay. And Julius? This, uh, I would, you know what? Reek, um, let me know if you want to argue with me on this one. I would I would dare say that this is his most lyrical track on the album. It isn't, but it's close. And why wouldn't it be? Because there's other songs where he's showcasing lyricism on here. I believe like Soliloquy is probably like his most lyrical track because it's the song that's really most focused on his rapping. Mm-hmm. But as far as storytelling is concerned, it's Probably in the top three. Now looking at the album overall, it's, pro- it's probably a top. It probably is not the most, but it's definitely uh, the fourteen tracks. Probably one of the three tracks where he's really in his bag as far as rapping is concerned. So I'm going to argue that this is his uh, is, and here's the evidence. I've been on pills since a little one. Start with Advil, then we level up. I wonder if my son gonna trust me after songs so ugly about his moms ain't mean to see the world so crummy. They got tech nines for Jesus, so I figured that the second coming was never coming. Come on, man. Come on, son. Come on, son. I'm not gonna lie to you. The song that comes menthol, that might be his most lyrical song. Now, I mean, I'm gonna I'm allow the judge to introduce that song before we talk about it, but menthol might happen. I will just I just want you to remember this song and what I said. Okay, so with your honor, for- this sounds like diet. Will you please sing about me? Oh, oh, damn! Oh, I ain't even mad at that. That's a good one, bro. You might have got it on that. I like what song. And, and, and what bad bunny sounds like, Rompe? Oh my Yo. goodness. Yo, <laughs> my throat's gonna sound like thud. That's that's all I gotta say. All right, order, order, order. We're gonna get into the next song. Next song is Menthol. Menthol is produced by Soundwave and it features John Doe. That's a soundwave. Oh, you know he went off on that. Yes. So I'm gonna open up with 
Reek, I want to hear from you because you already kind of led into this with saying this is his most lyrical offering on this album. Yo, the Bad Bunny with Robin <laughs> killed me. It, it destroyed me. My fault. But I'm, I'm still paying attention. I'm, I'm still singing. Your Honor. Um, so, yeah, as Julius was alluding to, he believes that Tranquility is the most lyrical song. And, you know, it appears as though the witnesses think that, that it's diet. Sing about me. Menthol stands alone. The way that um, Jean John Doe copped on the track, which is actually a woman, so I guess it would be Jean Doe. Like her, um, what she provided in regards to sounds and what she provided in regards to just singing the hook that really combined with the beat so beautifully. I believe that was like a cool touch that went into the song. I believe that he was in his bag as far as rapping is concerned. You know, while Julius or uh, the witnesses start to speak. I can definitely pull up the lyrics and really show you how deep in his back he got. I believe he switched up his flow on this song in a way that I haven't really heard anybody rap beforehand. You know what I'm saying? Because he has this real unorthodox flow in the way he delivers his messaging. And as you said earlier, maybe with the Webby song that he doesn't really complete his sentences. So you really have to listen to see what he's really talking about. And the way that he just got busy and jiggy on the track was just... It was just false execution on his behalf. And again, the beat was fire. So, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if everybody else agrees with that, but I would say of all the songs that if you want to highlight Isaiah Rashad's lyricism, I think that you should go with this one. She's so fuckable and she got the menthol and tons you bought the trees that turn my trousers into cement drawers. Sleeping on couches, only vouchers is my in-laws. He sold 10 ounces. One verse is like an eight ball look. I seen crystal clear. I seen a pistol near. Seen a cop back and not caps like a senior year. These niggas think I give a fuck. I could drink a beer, read a magazine, hunt, hunt, pass interference. Like, yo, this nigga was going crazy on this song. Yeah, I'm saying? Um, Reek, um, she's so fuckable and she has the menthol. You fuck chicks that smoke cigarettes. <laughs> but I will say is from the region you of the country. of women you don't know, sir. Give me, give me an opportunity to answer. If I was from where Isaiah Thomas, I mean, if I was from where Isaiah Rashad was from, I too would do unspeakable acts like fuck bitches that fuck with bogeys. Yeah, I'm saying we're not from where he's from, so we don't understand what he's going through. That's not a good place. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Y'all are crazy. Y'all are wildin'. <laughs> Uh, this is where I start to get tired on the album. Okay. Damn. Danny's not black, by the way. Need to make that a, need to make that a point. <laughs> and, like, and and um and and Julius, Julius, come back to life. <laughs> yeah, sure. um, I think Gene Doe is like she brought you know uh. Uh, a special thing to this um you know i, I feel like without her it would have just been like you know caucasian chicken um she definitely brought the season to it i think it's she's the uh, real um x factor on this uh track like it just really seems just so calming and soothing with her voice in you know the production so i really really appreciated her uh input on this okay we'll get it to the next song but it's delicious. Next song, next song is Modest. Modest is produced by Chris Caller. Uh, 
opening statements on this one, Julius? Yeah, this right here is just something you play in your car when you're just on a long ride and you just want to just, 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 just listen to the beat and just bang. You know, this one was, man, he's really showing his southernness. I really appreciate it. Like, this one was really good. Um, it's just, this was, this was a great one. This was a great one. Thank you for that. And, uh, and Enrique. This is how you know the album is a classic. This is not even probably. This is the worst song on the album. And it's still good money. You know what I'm saying? This is when I'm listening to the album. This is the only this is the only song that I will probably skip. But if I'm driving and this shit comes on, I wouldn't skip it. And this is the worst song. So if Modest is the worst song on the album, you know there's a classic on your hands. Um, I haven't. I I don't agree. I want to say this could be the second quote unquote worst song on the album because it's still like really fire. Um, I would say Brad Jordan is the weakest link um, in this on this album. Um, we have another witness that just popped in on us. Is that uh, that's Tori and B? He has something to say on this one. Unmute your mic. Your Honor, the defendant is an asshole. I've been sitting in this courtroom listening and listening and listening and hear this man constantly backpedal, dance in circles, and pretty much not say anything. He's not making an argument for a case of anything. Honestly, all, all like he, Reek, even the man that said that the album is a classic has even sat here and said, "Oh, this might be the weakest album, the song on the album." And Julius is like, "No, I don't, I don't, I don't think so." Like he is still sitting here defending an album that he thinks is not a classic. That doesn't even make sense. Your like, Honor, nah, seriously, seriously, no, nope, don't cut me off. I'm, I'm not done because I'm, I'm not going to be here very long. <clears throat> I think, just like Isaiah Rashad. Julius should check into rehab because there's obviously a drinking problem going on. There's something not right. There's yeah. something that's not going on right. <laughs> your Honor. Um, I know I'm on a witness stand and I know I'm speaking out of turn, Your Honor. I know I'm supposed to wait to be questioned, but I just, I, Your Honor, I am sorry. Like this man has sat here and argued against himself and it argued for himself. <laughs> is this me my like like is this liar liar where he has like dual personalities like Jim Carrey or something? I'm just confused. Your Honor, I just want to pose a question to the jury. To the jury, do you know of a moment that hyped this album, or do you remember the album being known? And promoted by Schoolboy's Q, Schoolboy Q's release date for his next project. That's just a question for the jury. Thank you. Listen, Julius, the thing that you, this thing that you do and this habit that you have developed of posing a question and then gaslighting us when we want to just know, simply just know more about which, what the fuck you're talking about has to stop. 
All right. You just add, you just throw these questions and then you just leave. Your Honor, that's a question for the jury. Um, the, the, <laughs> it's a question for the jury, Your Honor. It's not a, it's, it's you know, it's, you it's for the jury. Witnesses, not the jury, sir. It's it's just a, it's just for the jury, you know, the audience to decide. So I just want to know um, the, the I want to let the jury, you know, uh, uh, question themselves. Okay, what? his what? name is at Funny Julius. So when he has, when you have solutions or answers for these questions that he throws in here, please hit him up and and you know and respond. I just want to yeah. know hit him what it. it it was Schoolboy's Q um, um, verse on the last track stating his release date. That was a bigger deal than any Isaiah Rashad moment, which he didn't have during this album's promotional Okay. Run. All right. Well, Reek, you didn't say anything yet. I want to get in. I, I want to get something from you before I go back to Torian. Um... We haven't really moved on to the next song, so I don't know in particular which one I'm going to answer. But what I will tell you is your man Julius is off of Zan because he hasn't said anything that has predisposed that this shit is not a classic. Everything he's saying lends to the fact that this shit is a classic. It was a classic yesterday. It's going to be a classic tomorrow. And the plaintiff rests. Julius, are you off of a Zan? <laughs> you know... The Zen that was taken by Isaiah Rashad had not a moment for this album. I'm oh, just what? stating a fact. I'm just stating a fact. Okay, I don't. I don't know what that meant. And um, and we lost. <laughs> we lost Florian. Your Honor. So, your, your Honor. The fact. You're not even an opinion, bro. You're putting words together. Your, your Honor. The fact that the plaintiff is coming through with incoherent sentences just furthers my. <laughs> He's off his hand. My man, belligerent. <laughs> We're gonna Honor, get. A- I came in here as a witness for for Julius, and I'm realizing that uh, I, I I just I don't agree with Reek, but I, I'm just gonna side with him just because is just. Julius. Your Honor, the defendant is badgering the witness. Please throw this case out. Please throw this case okay. out. Order, order. We're not throwing this case out. We're almost at the end. The next song is Heavenly Father. It's produced by D. Sanders. Opening statements, I'm going to start with Reek. You know, with every song, I have my mic on mute because I just want to ensure that I'm speaking about the right song. And this song is nothing short of spectacular. You understand? And I know earlier um, in the episode, we were speaking um the defendant. Um, posed his case that this album isn't thematic and there's no actual theme to the album and there's just a rigmarole of just a whole bunch of rapping and shit like that. And I disagree because if you listen to the album, it's very coherent and it's very concise to what this man is talking about. When you want to go to Sylvia Demo, when you want to go to R.P. Kevin Miller, when you go to Heavenly Father, this man is telling a story the whole time. You know what I'm saying? But because of how an orthodox flow is, this might come off as like ramblings and just random spur of the moment thoughts this nigga put onto an instrument, uh, instrumental. But Heavenly Father is fire. I mean, however, I know this nigga Isaiah Rashad hit us with the LL Cool J. 
with a person who sang the hook he didn't want to give credit to, which LL Cool J was notorious for. But whoever this sister is that um, sang Heavenly Father, she put the added says on that. I'm sorry. Shout out to my man, Kwame Brown. Put whoever um, sang the song, put her mama's cooking all over the fucking track. I don't know if y'all familiar with the Kwame Brown shit that's going on. But yeah, this song is, this shit is amazing. All right. And witnesses, you have anything to chime in? Eli, I have a yeah, uh, real quick. Oh wait, you said you like go ahead. Yeah. Um, this one, uh, this one is good, but I really didn't need it. Honestly, like it's a good song. I enjoyed it, but if I'm like, if I'm going back to this album, if I'm going back to this project, like on a day to day, this is one that I'm gonna skip. Okay, and Danny. Uh, all right. First of all, the vocals on here are SZA. Um, on here. Secondly, uh. Eli's crazy. Um, I hope we establish that. And for future reference, uh, be careful who your witnesses are. Thirdly, <laughs> mama's cooking. Yeah, mama's thirdly, cooking. thirdly, this is where for me the album picked back up and where I, I, I get back into the album. Um, okay. This was a bop. I, I enjoyed it. So uh, for me personally, from like tranquility to, to tranquility is okay but it's just like i said a diet sing about me and then nine and ten i'm like eh, but this this really like picks it back up and gives uh energy to the album again okay all right we'll get into the next song hold is- on i have a question for the witness eli you stated that you don't go back to this song. You just don't go back to it. The name of the title is Heavenly Father. Do you believe in God? Absolutely. God is Your big. Honor, the witness is running around in circles. The defense left. Don't you dare put that on me, bro. You've been running around all episode. I rest my I rest I rest your honor. Eye off your motherfucking mind with this project. I rest okay. I rest your honor. All right. We'll get what's up? What's up? Not only is the witness anti-black, but he's also an atheist, your honor. I believe <laughs> <laughs> that's not the case. <laughs> okay. Next song. We'll get into the next song, which is Banana. It's produced by Antidote. Um, Julius, kick us off. First off, again, another flow, which is just really incredible. Um, the Antidote doing their thing again, but like j- this flow is just so fucking good, son. Like, I just, I, I can't, I can't. And again, him and Scissor. Yet collaborating on a, another song yet again. I was fiending for a an Isaiah Rashad and SZA little EP. That's all I wanted. I, I still want it. I still think they got it together. But damn, a, another one? Like, what is this? The fourth, fourth one? Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Amazing. Okay. And and um Reek. Uh, I'm going to keep reiterating this point, Your Honor. Um, the defense has not given any credence to his argument that this isn't a classic, but I'm going to continue. Similar to what I was saying about R.I.P. Kevin Miller, about if I had drywall in my house, I would break it all up. 
I would play banana and I'll go into one of those like stress rooms where they give you like a bat and then you have to break up like pottery and shit like that. You know what I'm talking about? Those rooms where it's like you can just break shit all over the place and they give you like a sledgehammer or some shit and you have like, I don't know, like porcelain monkeys all over the fucking place and you're breaking them shits up. I would do damage. If I played football, I will play this one before a game because this shit just gets me hyped. I want to take Henny and pour it in my mouth and I hate Henny but this song is so aggressive and it's so rhythmic and it's so in your face and it's so boastful it just gets me in into another zone it gets me into another mood it gets me into another vibe and similar to what the witness said uh Danny when he was saying that the album picked up after Heavenly Father if I was to be in a, in a if I was to have a road trip with the five of us and I play banana all of us be going like this going berserk because that's how the um the song is. Okay. All right, I like that. And uh we'll just we're just gonna go into the next song. The next song is Brad Jordan, and this features Michael Da Vinci, and it's produced by Danny Danny D Beats. And um Julius, I do recall you saying this is one of the weaker efforts on this album, correct? Yeah, this is the weakest uh, song on the album. This is uh, what makes the album not a classic. I can uh, 100% do without the album. Um, the, well, excuse me, without the song. Um, but I appreciate the song. Um, I, you know, this song I do let ride um, when, when I do, you know, listen to it because I just don't want to get up. Um, but yes, this is um, definitely what made it not a classic for me. Um Per- still a perfect album, but mm, no. Okay, and uh, oh, we have Tori in here. Tori, and you wanna you wanna add something? <clears throat> What's the definition of perfect? Everybody, does anybody know the definition of perfect? Anybody? I think Danny is about to step in. Yeah, somebody hit the Google's real quick. All right. Why is it keep okay? Adjective perfect, whole, entire, intact, mean, not lacking or faulty in any particular. Perfect implies the soundness and the excellence of every part, element, or quality of a thing, frequently as an unattainable or theoretical state. Okay. Um, Your Honor, um, I'm going to step in and be enjoying Reek's counsel. Um, I think that we need to uh, hold Julius Stukes in contempt for being a consummate bullshitter. He has sat here and told us that this album is perfect, and he just, but if I could hear correctly, he said he could do without the song. Um, You know, something that you can't do, typically if something's perfect, you, you know, you kind of, you kind of can do with it. You know, you kind of don't want to part ways with it because it's perfect. What's wrong with it? So that means that this song isn't isn't perfect, like he says. Okay. He's, 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 I mean, Your Honor. Your Honor. Tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, we just got the definition. This this sounds like this man, it sounds like this man wants to go to fucking jail. That's what it sounds like, Your Honor. Your Honor, let's go back to the records of the previous episodes and where we all talked about uh, a classic album can uh, have that one song where you can also do without. Um, but 
you know, it's still a, a classic album. Um, let's just, you know, put that out there. Uh, let's talk about how many, many classic Jay-Z albums where it's, uh, you know, you can just do without that one song, but you still want that song in there because it is a classic album. Many- okay, so wait, Julius. I'm now you I'm confused on your point now, Julius. <laughs> now you see, not wrong though. <laughs> you, know you, just, you know you just fucked up, right? Eli, that's not the point. The point is, he said that the album's not a classic. So he's arguing that the album's not a classic, but it's perfect. I like I don't care what else we talked about on other classic albums because we didn't have those arguments. Yep. Julius, whatever you're trying to argue here to get people to say or to do, you just sound crazy. You sound like a maniac right now. You're not making sense. Um, judge, uh, not the judge, to the jury watching this. To the jury watching this, I want you to pose, I want to pose a question to you. Think about an album that you deem a classic. Now, I want you to think about that one song where it could be left off and the album can still be a classic, a perfect album, an incredible album. I want you to think about that one Julius, song. I have a question for you. I have a question for you, Julius. Yes, now, Reg. Do you, do you? No. Yes, Judge. Judge, excuse me. Excuse me. Do you, do you <laughs> pose questions to the jury because they can't talk back? I pose questions to the jury because the jury is the one who has the power to shape the history being made. <laughs> so Listen, man, that's a crock of shit, Julius. You literally over here arguing that the album's a classic now. No, it's not a classic. A perfect album with a song I can you personally do without. So what do you? So that means that it's not a perfect album. That means you don't need the but song. You just, but you just said a classic can have a song or two that yes. aren't that aren't great. And and this song not but only then you're that, telling you're telling me in this courtroom that you're basically devaluing this album's worth of a classic because it has a song that you don't like. So which one is it? No, um, I mean you know it's it's more mostly the moment. It's the moment of the album. It, all right, the, does this anyone, album really didn't have a moment like all the yeah, classic I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to tell you this right now. This verdict is going to be a breeze. Anybody else have anything to say about Brad Jordan before I get to the next song? I fuck with this song heavy. Uh, it's uh, honor, honoring, you know, Scarface and the shit's fucking... I, I like this song. It's one of my, my, my more like the, the songs I like most on this album. Yeah, okay. this shit is tough. Okay, all right, we'll get we'll get into the next and final song actually, which is "Shot You Down." It's the remix, and it features his TDE cohorts, which are J Rock and Schoolboy Q. It's produced by the Antidote and Chris Calor. How do we feel, Reek? I want to start with you. One, you didn't let me talk about Brad Jordan. Two, I'm sorry. It's all right. Secondarily, it might not be a highlight on the album because Michael named himself after a white man, Leonardo da Vinci. It's always a no-go. Three, would shot you down. Steve, this shit is incredible. I believe that both J-Rock and Schoolboy Cube brought, brought it. 
I believe if you're gonna if you're gonna try to help your fellow label late ascend, you gotta take every song seriously. And I believe that they didn't give him like throwaway verses. We were talking about lyricism earlier. I believe Schoolboy Q gave him one of the best like verses I've ever heard from him. Period. You know what I'm saying? J Rock definitely brought it. Isaiah Rashad kicked the song off in a way that I really didn't think he would because when you're dealing with heavyweights like Schoolboy Q and J-Rock, you might falter under the pressure. But he definitely did it. He got shit popping. I believe the hook was amazing. I believe the beat was amazing again. But if you're going to choose a song to close out your album, I believe this is the song that you choose. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. And uh, so we have reached the conclusion of this album. Um, I do want to give my final verdict of, well, before I give my final verdict, uh, are you guys confident with, with, uh, with how you defend it? And, um, well, basically you guys defended this album in very different, unique ways, but are you confident in everything that you said today? Absolutely. Thank you, Julius. Reek? Damn right I am. And Danny and Eli, how was it from, for you guys from a witness perspective? Uh, go ahead, Eli. It was amazing. Seeing Julius dance, I had no idea that he could move like that. Um, it was really good to see. Uh, nonetheless, man, I'm still I'm still sticking to my guns. This was a really, really enjoyable album. But is it a classic? <clears throat> Danny? Um, first of all, I want to say I'm very disappointed um with the prejudice extreme prejudice that was uh exhibited today i didn't know i was coming here to be berated and uh you know brought down and spoken ill about i don't understand why julius you know wants to eat our women's feet and ass but he just can't show us a little bit of respect uh when the time comes ricky Mark. That man made been invited to Dykeman picnics and cookouts. So um, that's just something I want to start with. Uh, I want to continue with Julius danced this entire episode and battled himself. Uh, while I do not agree with the fact that this is a classic, I think the court has no choice but to award the case to Reek. In light of evidence of uh, Julius's yeah, lack well, of, for, that's for me to determine, sir. I know, but I'm 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 petitioning as okay. the, as you know on behalf of Reek, okay. uh, and why he should be uh, awarded because, um, you know he's the only one who hasn't bullshitted you, Your Honor, and he's kept it uh, honest from the jump. So Thank basically, you. you agree that it's not a classic, but you want the. The, the 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 side that says it's a classic to to win, sure. and you sure. talking about how I dance. Okay, I'm looking at my ring I'm looking at my order, order, order. I'm looking at a potato. Order. So listen, we have reached the end of this. You guys, uh, this was this was very interesting. Um, and and I'm not gonna lie, Julius, you made it very easy for me. Uh, this is, in fact, deemed a classic. This is deemed a classic for a number of reasons. So, Julius, you started off your opening statements very interesting. You opened this by saying 
being very, very clear on your statements was saying that this is not a classic, but it's perfect, which had us, no, you said, yeah, you said it's not a classic, but it's perfect is what you said. But you kind of confused us with that statement. And I wanted to see how you defended that. And you defended that very poorly today. You didn't give any key statements to wait, to, to sway me in, in the right direction. Reek came with points and he stayed on course for the entirety of these 14 tracks. He never wavered. He never questioned how he felt. He actually had evidence. He read lyrics that supported his statements. And you just fucking danced and paraded this whole episode. You danced better than Rick. I still am leaving this episode not knowing what the fuck you were trying to prove to us. Your Honor, you... I'm not finished. You already Sorry. spoke. <laughs> you spoke. So I will close on the fact that this Sylvia demo released in 2014, TDE's Isaiah Rashad, it was a classic. Did you have something that you wanted to say? I do. Um, you know, we did have witnesses that said that, several witnesses that said that this wasn't a classic. And yet you still deemed it a classic. I'm not understanding your train of um, thought here. Okay. So I'll help you out. So I'm trying. So I'm solely going off of you talking to Reek and and how that conversation transpired, right? You came in here solely to prove that this that this album was perfect but wasn't a classic, but you played both sides the whole time. The witnesses saw that. Danny is here. Danny was here to be on your side and even he midway through went to Reek's side. Message. You lost you lost your witness. Okay. And when I posed the question, <laughs> when I posed the question, what was Isaiah Rashad's moment? And there, like, you know, during the album's, you know, run, nobody answered. Well, I don't know. Did you ask us or did you ask the jury? Objection, Your Honor. You never asked that question. Did you ask us or did you ask the jury? Because you've been talking to the jury more than you've been talking to us. Uh, witness El Padrino. <laughs> the case is over but I've been doing more listening than talking unfortunately for Julius he just talks right uh, basically what Julius is saying what makes a classic album is a moment and I think that the unfortunate thing for him is is that there are some albums that have moments and you don't even think about the albums I could argue that 50 Cent's The Massacre was a moment because he was beefing with Jadakiss, Fat Joe and a slew of other artists. Uh, oh, yeah, right there at that time, he had kicked game out of G-Unit. I don't think anyone will call the Massacre a classic, um, but it had a moment, right? So I, I think I that- That's why that does, actually. Shout out to shout out to Nav from um, from from uh, Hot New Hip Hop. But yeah, but go ahead, proceed. So with uh, that being said, Julius didn't give any any strong like uh, arguments to what his statement was. Now, I was hoping because when we asked Julius what he meant when he originally said it, he said, um, you know, wait till Thursday. But he didn't give a strong statement. So he didn't say 
what he thinks a classic is. He didn't say why he thinks that this album is not a classic. He just re- repeated himself over and over again and then spoke to the jury, which is, you know, our listeners. But it the, it didn't make any sense. It didn't help. It didn't help with uh, anything that in his case tonight. So, uh, you know, I'm in favor of the judge's ruling as well because Reek made a very strong argument. Thank you. And uh, okay, I'll, I'll just appeal it. It's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank, thank, thank you guys. Uh, I'm sorry if this pro if this proved to be the witnesses' waste of time. Uh, I hope that you took something from this. I hope that the jury uh, knows what to and what not to do when they enter a courtroom. Um, Reek, did you have something to say before I close this out? Yes, I do. You're saying that you're not sure of what the witnesses should do going forward. I believe that whatever Reek says is golden. I believe whatever Reek says is dynamite. And if Reek has a stance on something, it will behoove everybody listening to Reek to follow Reek because Reek is rarely wrong. <laughs> okay, so this has been Rapping Order, case 138. This case is dismissed.